Beers and Banter, episode 28. We are joined by none other than in-demand Gold Coast Titans back rower, Jai Arrow. Hopefully Big Dilsey will get here eventually. It's been a massive weekend in sport. Let's rip in. Joy Arrow, welcome to the Sweaty Box. Uh, thanking you. It's um, yeah, it's great to be here and looking forward to the chat. Yeah, appreciate you coming in. I know you've had another hard day on the uh, pre-season paddock. Uh, how, how are they treating you out there? Yeah, back on the tools today again. A bit, little bit of Monday-itis, but uh, it's been pretty good. It's uh, been enjoyable. We've obviously got a new coach and, and coaching staff as well. So um, they've been working as hard and uh, we've always... Um, we always pride ourselves on hard work, so we've just been trying to, um, you know, have some fun, enjoy training, and um, you know, soak up the sun and get a tan. Yeah, nice. The, the show is called Beers and Banter. You're on the Ginger Beers, yeah. uh, just for the record, for everybody at home. He's in the middle of preseason. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a, have a couple of Coopers this afternoon, and hopefully, deals you get here eventually. He's always running late, um, but. Uh, yeah, really appreciate you coming in. You're obviously uh, a hot topic in the sport right now. We might get into that a little bit later, but I, I just wanted to – could you run through us what a, what a week of preseason looks at the mo- looks like at the moment? Yeah, so a week of preseason, it's um, obviously the, the gruelling time of year. No one really – no, I wouldn't say we don't enjoy it, but um, it can get mentally and physically, um, you know, it ruins you. But sort of what we're looking at it is a, a Monday to Friday, um, unless you're in fat club. Um, you don't have to go in on weekends, which is um, you know, we get our weekends if if you're um, training hard and working hard, unless you're a fat mess like Jared Wallace. So, <laughs> um, I was a Monday. So Monday session today, we we sort of have. Um, I'd be careful. I saw him throw a few on the weekend. Nah, he's he a goes cat. all right, <laughs> mate. I'm looking for. I'm, I'm hoping he wants a fight again because I put my hand up. <laughs> if he wants to go me, I've I've always said oh, I'd jump in the ring with him. Look out, 2020. Postseason, hundred percent. He literally said to me because um, he was looking for an opponent, and I said to him, "Mate, I'll jump in the ring with you. Like we'll, we'll look after each other, we'll a little payday or something like that." And and away we go. So if he wants to fight again, I'll be happy to put my hand up. That's for sure. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. Back to the preseason training. Yeah. So it's a Monday to Friday. Monday sessions. Uh, so in the morning we have either. Gym wrestle. Our coach doesn't like to call it wrestle. He likes to call it um, tackle tech, tackle technique. Yeah. Um, into like a mini mini skills sort of ball skills and stuff, and um, that'll sort of range from the mini skills goes for about half an hour uh, with rest or tackle tech. We'll go for forty five minutes, and gym sort of ranges between forty five to an hour, just depending on on what session it is, because we do gym four times a week. Uh, Tuesday sessions, oh sorry, and then finishing with field in the um, Arvo, which is just um, you know s- skills with the ball, um, going through plays and stuff like that. And Tuesday is a a little bit of a touch up uh, in the morning, which will probably go for about an hour. And um, gym in the Arvo with in between, we've got to do all these extras with stretching, and uh, there's a lot of stretching involved. And they're making us do 10 minutes ice baths, so. Uh, every day so that's um, 40 minutes of sitting in freezing cold water which can which again can can I start getting annoying because yeah when you're doing it consistently every day and you're just sitting there in the ice bath freezing your ass off then it can kind of get annoying but it does make you feel better but um, and then Wednesday is like a 
a sort of cardio session in the altitude chamber, which is an absolute nightmare again. Um, it can sort of get to your, not, not, um, you know, it doesn't gash you quick, but yep. it's your legs, like the fatigue on the Watt bike can kill you. And then Thursday, Fridays, I think Thursdays is the exact same as the Tuesday session and Friday is the, no, sorry, the Thursday is the same as the Monday session and Friday is a Tuesday session. So, you know, I'm probably in there from we, our arrivals from 8.30 um, now in the morning, which is a little bit of a sleep in. So I like to get up early at about, oh, it's probably not early, quarter to quarter to seven I get up. Um, drive to Ida's Cafe and have a coffee and a, and a toasty and then I'll get myself there by quarter past eight and sometimes I won't leave till, you know, quarter past three, 3.30. So yep. it's a long day, but but um, best <coughs> job in the world but uh, and wouldn't give it up for the world. In the best place in the world? Mm, on the Gold Coast. Is there a better place to, to base yourself as an athlete? No, there isn't. And there's obviously a lot of talent that's come um, that is on the Gold Coast. It's just, um, I suppose... The Gold Coast Titans, um, you know, maybe and the Suns. I'm not really too um, fond, or I don't really know much about the AFL. But yep. you know, both uh, both our teams haven't really succeeded in in well, Titans in, in in a while. So, uh, but there's obviously a lot of great talent around here. With the kids we're coming up, we sort of just growing up where I saw it. All my mates that were around the Gold Coast and getting signed to clubs would always, you know, get signed to the Brisbane or the Cowboys or, you know, Sydney-based clubs, which, um, you know, is pretty disappointing. And But uh, we've got the recruitment staff at the club at the moment that are trying to keep our keep our Gold Coast kids and make sure that we can, um, you know, keep that talent and hopefully be successful in the future. It, it is something that I do like about the squad at the moment is that there's a lot of locals in it uh, mm. compared with in the past. And even if you go way back to the early Gold Coast teams, they were, they were never full of local talent. Uh, but it it is good to see that there's a lot of locals in there uh, and 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 young guys as well. So take us back. You're you're born in Brizzy, were you? F- Fairview, is it? Fairfield, actually, Fairfield? in Sydney. Sorry. Oh, Fairfield, born in Sydney. Sydney. Yes. Wikipedia needs to up and update. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah I it's shocking. I've been told that a few times actually, but yeah, I was born in um, Fairfield, Sydney, and mum and dad decided to move up here to the great, beautiful city of the Gold Coast when I was about four years old. So I'm yep. a Queenslander through and through, obviously. Yeah. My um, kids were born at Tweed Heads, but I don't tell them that. Yeah, they, they, nah. they got no idea. Well, technically, it's on the border. You can either pick and choose. So I always can... say it's got a Gold Coast phone number, so it must be in Queensland. Oh, it has to be. <laughs> Filthy cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, moved to the Gold Coast and did all my schooling here on the Gold Coast. Was a Burley Bears junior from sevens to seventeens, and um, yeah, eventually got the um, opportunity to go to Brisbane in the under twenty system. So literally. Yep. A week out of high school, um, moved to Brisbane by myself as a 17-year-old. and uh, My mum and dad were split by then, so yep. um, they were still both on the coast. Um, moved up and lived in a house with three other 17-year-olds that I, that I knew pretty well. And one of them was Ash Taylor, yep. um, who, who's with us now. And that was a bit of a nightmare moving in with them, just four 17-year-olds, not, not really knowing what to do with the... Biggest problem we had was dishes, hey? Yeah. Like... We used to, there used to be one of the boys, Kate, he's, he's a good fellow. I'm still keeping in touch with him now. He, um, he'd always be home first and l- always leave the most dishes. And then we get home from, because we had to work or you had to study um, yep. in the under 20 system. Otherwise, it was a no work, no study, no play rule. Used to get home after work, because I was a plumber, obviously, and 
he used to leave mounds of dishes and because they weren't mine, I was like, I'm not, I'm not cleaning them. Fuck that. Like, I'm 35 and yeah, I still don't want to do yeah, dishes that aren't mine. Exactly. And then like we used to be so stubborn in that house that I'm not cleaning someone else's dishes if I don't have to. And we had a recruitment bloke that lived across the road. Uh, not across the road, right next door to us who, who um, you know, the club put him there to look after us. Yeah. Long story short, the boys that were um, in the house before us had this big party and got out of hand. Um, so they ended up moving the recruitment bloke next door with his family and stuff. And he came in one day and just, we were all in our rooms and he screamed, all of yous get the fuck out of here now. <laughs> and I, we were just like, what's that? What's that? We all walked out and he's hinchy and he goes, sit on the lounge. We all sat on the lounge and he legit gave us one of the biggest sprays I've ever been a part of. And we just, all four of us sat there staring at him. And then that was the morning that someone, I don't know who it was, someone was obviously on the piss and our bins were chock-a-block and it was bin day. And the bin honestly drove straight past our bins, the bin, the bin <laughs> truck. And someone that night had pushed it over and all that rubbish was over the whole street. And we oh were like, no. again, we were stubborn going, no, I'm not cleaning that up. Like, that's, the, that's not my problem. We, we didn't do that. So about, about 8, 8.30 when he come in, we were out the front picking up all our rubbish from the skit, like our bins, and um, we had to clean the dishes. And then that was the end of story. We made sure we cleaned up then. Yeah, right. Eh? Uh, you, you're talking about Burley, Burley Bears. I was my junior club. Uh, Love the Burley Bears. Absolutely. I was under eights through to about or eighteens, and even I think we had a season which was twenty ones at the junior club. I never played senior footy, but yeah. you've spent a long time there. Is there anyone at the club there that had a big impact on on your career, or you know you'd look back and know that they were helpful to, for you getting to where you are now? Yeah, massively. And um, I'm always I'm a, always been a big believer that you know you've always got to remember where you come from and. Um, I had a lot of coaches there um, at Burley and, um, you know, some, some that, that had played um, first grade before and Steve Martin and um, Paul Upfield. Yep. Uh, they coached me and Chris, I had Chris Martin who's, who's coached me from a young fellow and um, there's obviously a lot of people there that, that had supported me and that club supported me massively when, um, you know, when I first made my school, a school rep team yep. um, because it wasn't a club uh, outside of school, the Burley Bears decided, you know, because because um, I was a part of their club, they pitched in and um, pitched in for gear and all stuff like that. So they've helped helped me out massively and obviously very thankful for the opportunities that they gave me at that club and uh, they gave me, you know, heaps of support and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, you know, obviously it's it's been a, um, you know, a good ride with them. That's good. Next Next time you're in the club... You know, you'll see my picture up on the wall yeah. there somewhere. I'll have a look. Never made any rep teams, but I, I was in. Uh, we did. I got to play in some good teams. Yeah, skinny little redheaded kid. All right. Yeah, I was no, sort of like a bench winger. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> that'll give you an idea of how good I was. <laughs> Specialist winger. There's not. There's not too many of them going. Around, impact winger. Yeah. I like to. I like to call myself like an it. impact winger. I like that. We, uh, we had uh, we had some good coaches back in the day then too. Um, Tommy Marzella was uh, Tommy. one of our managers back then. Yeah, Tommy. Uh, I think Mark Kokas had, had yeah. a bit to do with this back then. He's probably still there when you when you come yeah, through. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, he was. Um, the old man was a water runner for a few of um, Koki's, Koki's teams, I think. Yeah, good stuff. It's great club and obviously – so now there's, there's a Burley connection at the Titans. How's that going? Yeah, really good. Jimmy Lenahan, obviously, who who won the comp last year with, with Burley's there now and there's a few um, – 
you know, a few people that have been involved with Burley around the club, which is good to see. They're a local team and um, Jimmy's been great. Everyone loves him and um, he brings a, brings a lot of energy to training and he's got a famous saying, rugby league and, um, you know, we're enjoying his company and I'm, I'm hoping he's enjoying ours as well. Yeah, good stuff. And the other, you've got two Jimmies, two yep. Jims. Is it Jim and Jimmy or what, what, how do you, how, uh, yeah, so that's got the thing. I sort of call Jimmy Lenahan Jimmy. Yep. Um, Jim Dimmick, who's our other assistant coach, is JD. Um, otherwise, I'd just call him G- Jimmy as well. I've, and what, what has he brought that was missing last year, do you think? Oh, so he's, he's actually won a Clive Churchill medal yep. in, in the GF. So he's done it, you know, he's won a comp. Um, and that's what I'd think that most rugby league players in the NRL are, are, are dreaming or aiming to do. So he's done that and I guess he knows what it takes to succeed. And he's actually a black belt in jiu-jitsu as well. So, um, legit? Yeah, legit. <laughs> he's, a, he's a scary man and, and um, he's definitely... You definitely wouldn't want to get on the bad side of him, but he's just bought a lot of technique stuff. It's it's not grubby technique um, wrestling sort of grappling stuff. It's more, as I said, he likes to call it tackle tech. Um, yeah, and it's a, just a lot of you know grabbing levers, not not dirty. It's not dirty stuff, but um, stuff that when you're under fatigue can help you in a game. It's pretty clear that it's 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 just part of our game now. Yeah, it is. It if is. you lose the ruck, you lose the game. What, yeah. What, if if they're getting up too quick. To be honest, though, twenty years ago when we were junior footy players, we were learning techniques how to how to slow down the play of the ball. Yeah, you know, it was whether it was rotating a certain way off the player, or you know holding them, you know by their collar as yeah. you got up, or, or you know it wasn't as advanced as what it would be now. But it's it's been part of the game for a long time. It has, and it probably will be for until I guess rugby league dies, which I hope it doesn't. It is it's the part of the game, and I'd say it will be for a very long time. The games, the game. The game's going well. I, I think sometimes it trips over itself, but uh, you're starting to see it emerge into new markets. And you know, Sunny Bill going to um, <laughs> to- Toronto—that'll be interesting. On minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you've got that to aspire to, mate. That's you know, maybe ten years off your big contract like that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that'll never happen. I don't think. Oh, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. So you said before you used to room with with um, Ash. H- yep. How's he going? How's he been going? In, obviously, most talked about player in two thousand and nineteen. Yep. Is he is he looking good? Is he is he yep. positive? Going well? Yeah, definitely. He's. Um, I've played. First time I ever played with him was when I was twelve years old, and he's always been a freak then, and he's um, very skillfully you know, a freak now. Yeah. Um, he's in a good headspace, I think, at the moment. Um, you know, I haven't really. I've sort of had a chat to him a little little bit about it, just asking him, you know, all good, bro, like, um, if there's anything I can do to help, let me know and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, he's in a good headspace. He's enjoying his footy again. He's um, He's got a bub on the way. So um, hopefully hopefully but that's something. That really lets you know you're alive when you yeah. have a kid. Oh, isn't it? it? It would. There's no debating over dishes once until they get about the kids my age when you can start getting them to do the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got to get done. <laughs> yeah. So he's obviously got the bub on the way, which which I think that'll make him um, want to play for even more. And yeah. um, he's obviously got Tyrone Roberts there as well, who he's who he's best mates with and, and loves playing footy with. So hopefully we can get them two kicking and um, we can just you know win some games and and enjoy ourselves this year. Um, do, do you think you know on the back of you know you've got Ash there and obviously heavily scrutinised this year? We've had a couple of um, post season or um, 
couple of incidents. What, what what goes through your head when you see that, like a headline where a player's been caught out doing something and they're getting raked over the coals? Yeah, look, I I understand that it comes with the job. It's a very, I guess, there's always people out there to get yarn. Yep. Everyone's looking for a dollar. Um, we've obviously seen. I just I don't know why. I think rugby league players just get they get caught. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm definitely sure that it happens in other codes as well. I think they've just. I don't know they might they might just be smart about it or I don't know they might pay off some people stuff like that but it just always seems that rugby league players always seem to get caught and yeah um but there's things that I, I with the Nelson Osofa Solomona thing look that's sort of a hard one when your best one of your best mates you're out on a night you're out on a night out on the piss and you know we. It's kind of weird, like as a kid growing up, I never thought of being an NRL player and have people sort of look up to me. And yep. it's only really started last year where I guess, um, not heaps, but there was, you know, after after a game, if I went out, there'd be people that had sort of recognised me. Yep. And it's the same thing that sort of happened in Bali. Like you're in Bali with your mate having a holiday and you see, see one of your best mates get king hit. And then someone comes up at you with a weapon, um, you know, Everyone's going to do what exactly what Nelson did. You're going to... I think so. Yeah, you're going to fight for your life. Like if someone comes at you with a weapon and stuff like that, like, what are you meant to do? Just stand there? Or it's, it's, so it's a hard one. I understand that it does come with the game and stuff like that, but, you know, it's, it's self-protection. Like, you've got to look after yourself. There's a little, I think it's a little bit of both. I think sometimes NRL players could probably do, do more to help themselves. Yeah. And then other times, I think, as a society, we hold footballers or sports people in general uh, to, to way too high standards. We, we spoke about it quickly before we started recording, but the Westpac CEO, um, you know, it, it, there's been allegations against Westpac, 23, 23 million breaches of Australian anti-money laundering laws. He stepped down and he's on gardening leave and will receive $2.69 million over the next 12 months. If he was a footy player, he'd be in jail. He'd probably get <laughs> fined for $2.6 million. And He may end up in jail yet. Who knows? But mm. it's uh, – that's I, – I just think we, do, we hold our footy players to a higher level than we do our politicians and business leaders and yeah. religious leaders and all this sort of stuff. And I, I – uh, yeah, there's a bit, of, bit from column A and a bit from column B. I think footy players – I don't know. If it was me, I'd probably be on a – on a remote island somewhere on a beach, yeah. kicking back. But hey, everyone's got a everyone's got to blow off a bit of steam. Um, but you got to you got to look after yourselves. Yeah, exactly. I know. I understand we have to look after ourselves. But you know, we were a lot a lot of footy players. I'm not saying every footy player, but you know, we enjoy enjoy like going out with your mates and you know having a few beers and going out, having a dance and stuff like that. It's just when everyone starts getting a bit pissed and it gets out of hand that. Things can get a bit heated, and um, yeah. we, you know, we've seen that a fair few times. Which is, it's, it's. Just, it, I understand it's not a good look for the game, but um, you know, we do have to help ourselves. But then again, so some people just aren't after us, and it seems to me the game's happen. got its priorities skewed a little bit too. Like there's guys in the game that are, I would class as have done far worse than than what some of the you know indiscretions that guys get slugged for. Yeah. 
and it, it all, all seems to be about the story. If the story doesn't, you know, if they can spin the story the right way, then the guy's right to play. But if it, if it, if, if it shines badly on them, then, they, you know, they're not allowed back sort of thing. Yeah. That's, I, that's, that's Todd, Todd Carney being a perfect example of that. <laughs> like, I don't think Todd's really ever hurt anybody but himself. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and has probably, you know, been the worst affected out of, out of all these players. Yeah, but, but you know, that's life and sometimes... I mean, things will go your way and sometimes things won't. So it's just got you got to be smart about it and yep. and just make sure you're always being respectful to, to everyone you meet and uh, make sure making sure you're a leader for, you know, kids who aspire to, to be like you one day. Yeah, that's good. Um, we went down a bit of a rabbit hole there, sorry. Uh, what's the new coach like? So uh, Justin Holbrook, he's obviously come off a successful season in the UK. Um, a lot of pressure... You know, people want instant success on the Gold Coast. We were talking about it before that, you know, one of the things that really triggers me is when Sydney media tee off and start saying that the Gold Coast will never work. Mm. I think it will. I think this is the best place to succeed oh. for an athlete. We've just got to get the right people in the right spots. Yep. Uh, is he the man, do you think? <clears throat> yeah, 100%. I think he is. He's a, won a comp in the Super League and winning a comp anywhere is not – that's – it's bloody hard to do. Yep. So when you win, I guess when you win a comp in an elite competition like the Super League, um, and and he's worked with Trent Robinson down at the Roosters, who just won back-to-back premierships. So he's obviously got the experience there, and I was lucky enough to work with Justin um, with the Junior Kangaroos when I was in that side. And um, yep. so he's come to the club now to obviously his dream was to coach in the NRL, and he's got that opportunity now. But I'm a big believer that you know a coach is as only good as its cattle. Um, so um, we've definitely made sure we're working hard this year and or listening to Justin's sort of theories and, and what he wants to bring to the club and um, not only with footy but with, you know, in the community and stuff like that as well and just little things like picking up your rubbish and um, always cleaning up after your mate. If your mate forgets to put his rubbish in the bin, then go and do it for him and do stuff his, like that. Do his dishes for yeah, him? Yeah, nah, well, shall be. If, <laughs> if anyone leaves any dishes around, I'm not touching them. Um, but he, he's been really good. Everyone's enjoyed um, training this year. Everyone's enjoying, you know, the coaching staff's company. So it's um, exciting times ahead. And as you said, uh, the Gold Coast can be successful. Yeah. You know, what better place... I've actually spoke to Justin about it. You know, what what better place to to live than the Gold Coast? Play footy up here professionally and win games and and win, potentially win a comp and um, that sort of that's obviously my goal. I've spoken about that. I want to win a comp. So, and what better way would it be to be than do it in doing it in my hometown? Uh, imagine the party the Gold Coast would throw if yeah. if we won a comp. So, um, if we can get the right people, and which I think we do, and you know, on paper, we have a, a stronger side as as anyone in the comp. So it looks pretty good. You know, yeah, definitely. Ford packs full of full of uh, rep players. Mm. Uh, Ryan James will be a big big in for us massively, this year. Massively, he's um he obviously had that ACL reconstruction, but he's starting to train very pretty well at the moment. He's starting to he's ran with us and done a few uh, defensive stuff. He's, his knee's not fully there yet, but I'm sure but come round one next year, he'll be a big in for us. That's for sure. Yeah, that's good. Mm. What do you do to get yourself away from the circus that is the NRL or rugby league in general? What do you, you know, what do you do to to uh, you know just disconnect and you know what do you do for fun? Um, so I like a bit of golf. Eh? I'm a, I'm a golf man. I, I don't mind 
getting out with a few of the boys, say, on a Wednesday's short day, which is um, – so that's mostly the days I try and get out and play golf with the boys. And yep. um, I'm a big NBA fan as well, so I'm always at home watching that. I love the NBA. and um, I've been off the punt, actually. I've been off the punt, so I've stopped me – $25 multis that I've been, you know, trying to win big in the NBA, but yep. I always keep keep track of scores. And We've stopped punning on this show too because we were no good at it. <laughs> it's it's the, mate, the worst worst thing in the world, eh? You always get – I suppose it's good in a way that you got that expense that you might – you could win, you watch the game, and when you know you no chance, you start, ah, oh, fuck this. I've had enough. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. So I've been off that, but been off the punt, but I've been, you know, keeping track with the NBA and, and making sure that – um, you know, it's. I think it's a big thing that we've got to, you know, tune off and get away from footy. So yeah. golf and you know, watching the NBA and keeping track of that and and just doing other things as well. I've got two dogs and a missus, so uh, they kept me on my toes. And yep. um, so I just try and get away with them and you know, you take them for walks or the beach or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, I've started walking the dog. We got we got a new puppy. He's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Wasn't my idea. How old? Oh, he's about six months old now. Oh, okay, but uh, if he Pup- doesn't, oh. if he doesn't get walked, he doesn't sleep. I've always said, hey, I reckon puppies are ten times harder to look after than a newborn child. I don't have yeah. one. <laughs> I have a little nephew, and I always thought it was easier to look after him than it was my two puppies. It pr- and they were very little. To be honest, for a fair while they are, because at least if you want to go on holidays or something, you just put the the kid in the car with you and you're off. But. Uh, you know, eventually kids are quiet too. There's usually three things that, you know, food, sleep, change a nappy. Whereas dogs, I, I don't even know what planet they're on. <laughs> oh, 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 they do my head in, but I love them. Um, what, don't want to miss anything. How, how, was the, um, how was the nines? You got to play in that at the end of the season. Was that, was that a good experience? Do you think that's going to catch on? Yeah, I, th- I think it will. Um, it was at the new Paris Stadium, which was unbelievable. The crowds and that, obviously, being Australia being the you know, our, our home side and our home turf was was amazing. We had a big crowd there, and obviously got the two games in against um, USA and, and PNG, and actually managed to score a meat pie, which was which was nice. I can retire happy in the nines as a as a world nines winner and a try scorer. So beautiful. Uh, it was a it was a great experience. It was obviously the inaugural World Cup nines and. I was uh, lucky to be a part of it with with a lot of good players and a lot of up and coming players as well. So um, we obviously had a a young there was a young squad there and um, especially being I hadn't played at that stadium yet, so it was the first time I got to experience that and it was you know, it's pretty schmick. The feel was unbelievable, the atmosphere, the crowd. It just um, you know, it was really good. Is it similar to Seabus or is it is that the next level? Yeah, again? I was I was about to say it's it's very it's. In a way, it's similar to Seabus. It's probably a bit bigger, I'd say. Yeah. It's a bit bigger than Seabus, but very similar in its um, in ways where you're watching and you sort of you can see everything that's going on. You're not, you know, like ANZ, where you're about 100 metres from the field from the front. So, it's, um, you know, it's a good place to play footy. Not and too far away. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, obviously, I can't let you get away. One of the biggest topics in while while the NRL uh, media circus tries to keep itself moving over the off season, your name keeps get thrown up. Where where are you at with your with your negotiations or your contract or are we going to see it? Are you still at the Titans in twenty twenty? Look, it's been crazy. Hey, I've it's no, it's crazy to think that 
I'm popping up in the newspapers with all these contract sagas and apparently and it's not a saga like it's 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 really nothing and um, I've obviously had a lot of phone calls about it from friends and family and stuff like that but I've just been honest like I've literally told everyone the same thing like you know that's what I've got a manager for that's why I pay him you know it's his job to negotiate contracts and stuff like that and um, to be honest I haven't had anything put in front of me um, my manager said that there was um, you know offers gonna were gonna come in this week uh, I think he had a big weekend on the piss so he I thought he th- I thought he was gonna call me today but I haven't got a phone call and I, I don't want to don't want to annoy him with that yeah um, I just want to let him do his job and, and let him get back to me with the offers and then I'll um, sit down and you know go from there and make my decision and if I sort of just said to him can you go and I guess the best possible offers that you think you can do. And he said to me, do you trust me? Like, do you want, I'll do it all. I'll get the best possible offers for you. And, and then you can, you can decide. And he's been pretty good with that. He hasn't forced me to, um, he hasn't forced me to make a decision. He said, mate, it's complete. It's your career. I'll guide you in, in whatever way you want me to, or I'll tell you what I think and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's up, it's your decision. It's your decision that you have to make for yourself. And, my um, partner as well and um, so I'm just waiting for him to get all that done and then um, have everything put in front of me and then I'll make a decision and uh, I've, I've come out openly and said I'd love to stay yeah it's my hometown um, I love it up here and um, stuff like that but I understand you know it's a business um, at the same time and you've got to do what's best for yourself but um, you know, I've, I've come out high openly. cost of living in Sydney. Yeah, traffic's I've, horrendous. Exactly, that's <laughs> another thing. I've got to, I've got to sit down and and work out all the pros and cons with all that stuff. And Mate, the tolls alone are going to chew up any extra money they throw <laughs> yeah. at you. Exactly. So um, I and I've come out openly and said I would love to stay. So that is that. That was my priority from the start. And um, Look, I'm just, I'm still waiting here for, for every, apparently I've got all these offers, but I honestly haven't seen anything of, yep. I'm still waiting for everything to, uh, you know, be put in front of me. Well, I, I really hope you're, you're still at the Titans next year. Um, I've still got a year on my contract, yep. so I'm here for 2020. Well, sorry, well. I, hope, I hope you're here long past that. Yeah. So I think that certainly the club is, is pointed in the right direction. Definitely. I'd really like to see it. Um, I'd, I'd love to see it successful. I'd, I'd love us to be able to thumb our nose at the Sydney media oh. that think that the Gold Coast isn't a viable spot. Like, when you look at our current roster and, and you start to realise how many people have come from the basically the Northern Rivers through to the Logan area catchment, you know, three or four immortals mm. spring to mind. But then, you know, all, all the guys that are in the NRL from that area, it, this is rugby league heartland. And if... if mm. If, 100%. If, if they don't stay behind it and they don't give it the time it needs to work and the support, you know, that's what a lot of people, I know that Titans have had the support in the past, but the AFL's thrown millions of dollars at the Suns to be successful mm. and um, even they're starting to wonder whether that was a good idea. But mm. I, this is rugby league heartland. It, it's, you, you can't, you can't let, it, let it fall over. No, no, and that's, I, I agree with you. It's... Rugby League Heartland, it's the best place on earth to live, I think. And if we can, as I said, if we get the right people and the right players there and, and we're successful, then there'd be no better place than to be winning 40 games and, and enjoying yourself on the Gold Coast. Yeah. I've got three questions for you. We, we mm. ask all our special guests these questions. Uh, it's a bit of a rapid fire. So the first thing that pops into your head, um, and, and we'll go with those, all right? right. 
So, first one, favourite place in the world for a cold beer? Oh, rattled. Jeez. I'm a pub man. Pub, pub. Oh. Favourite, what is it? What does it say? Favourite place in the world for, for a cold beer? Shark bar. Shark bar. A bit of a reno there at the oh, moment. Oh, no, Burley Hotel, sorry. Burley Hotel. Yeah, nice. Nice spot. Uh, Favourite athlete of all time? Probably LeBron James. The king? Yeah. Still dominating? Yes. He's Lakers are looking good he, at the moment. He is goat. You reckon? Oh, so, look. At the moment. So when I when I was a kid, it was Michael MJ. Jordan. MJ. Yeah. yeah, I understand that debate. I'm not going to go into that. I don't know too much about all that, you know. Goat this, goat that. It's it's. Uh, I think both in their own right, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Of of the modern era. Yep. LeBron is the better guy. than Kobe. Oh, look, that's hard. That's hard, but I think so. Yeah. Yeah. With what he's sort of achieved individually, and you know, Golden State with the team that they have had over the past, you know, however many years that they've been so good, like. How can you really compete with that many good players in one team where, you know, those Cavs sort of only had LeBron and Kyrie, so. They've all split them up. Mm, they've split them up now, and that's why it's interesting this year to see who's actually going to win. Third and final question. So you can have any four people from history, so alive or dead, over for a barbecue and a beer. Who are you inviting and what are you cooking? Ooh. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I would love to have a beer with him. Um, I growing up as a kid, I love wrestling. Eh? He's Three, one. Three sixteen. He's one man I would love to have a beer with. Um, then I would lo- I'd probably like to bring. I'd love to meet Mike Tyson. Yep. Um, that'd be you know that'd be pretty cool. Um, two more. Jeez, you put me in the rocks here. This, this is—it's harder than you think. This actually. I should. I usually give. I, I forgot to tell you before we no, started. No, that's all good. That's all good. Uh, another person. Just trying to. I'd probably LeBron. LeBron. I'd have yep. to have him there as well. Yep. And then finally. Um. I think Bob Hawke would be a good one. Hawkey. <laughs> Skull and beers with him. I'll, br- I'll bring him back for you. <laughs> Bobby Hawke, he's um, obviously renowned for his walking up the walking up the stairs at the, at the cricket and they always give him a beer and he skulls it. So I think he'd be a good man to have a beer with. And what am I cooking? Well, I'm, us- I'm a man who likes to cook up a roast and roasted veggies with you know, some chilli flakes over them and rosemary... Um, you know, rosemary stuff with some steamed veggies, just something like that with a few cold beers on ice and with an esky out the back under the bagola, uh, with the wind hopefully blowing. So Sounds real good. Mm. Joy, thanks very much. Good luck with all the negotiations, mate. I hope it's not too torturous for you and uh, enjoy the Chrissy bait. I appreciate it. You too. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, mate.